0: Hey, welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Miguel.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: On this episode, we're not talking about a particular person or event. We're just talking about hip-hop and how it became a part of our lives. This subject came up while recording our last episode about the 1995 Source Awards. Let it be known, available on all platforms right now. Uh, During that episode, (laughs) we stumbled into a conversation about the evolution of hip-hop in our lives from the past to the current day. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's go. I was listening to everything because just being lucky enough to grow up in L.A., we had uh, 1580 K-Day. It was the last station on the AM dial. So you had to turn it (laughs) all the way to the right to get 1580. And it was the world's first 24-hour hip-hop station. So we were hearing everything. Mm -hmm. We would hear a lot of stuff from New York sprinkled in with a whole bunch of little local L.A. artists that a lot of you have never heard of and probably never will. Uh, So we would hear Ghetto Boys being played after an L.L. Cool J record went off and before an N.W.A. record came on. So I was exposed to a lot of stuff outside of just hearing all New York all the time. My outlook on it is a lot different than a lot of other people. So
1: I had to dig a little bit um because i can't remember the exact years but for canada like if you had just you know your regular cable package whatever we had um, much music and all we had was there's was this show called extend a mix yeah. <laughs> and it was once a week for an hour and they play like a mixture of like r&b and hip-hop and then rap city if i remember correctly i think it first started off with like an hour every week and then it went to 30 minutes Monday to Friday, something like that. Right. So I'd get them in little shots. Yeah. And same. Of, yeah. And of course, because it's being in Canada, they also required to play a certain amount of Canadian content as well. And so there was that, those were just, that was the only rap and hip hop I could hear on TV. And then um, luckily I was able to get a station from Seattle. Yeah. So I could hear some music from there and you'd find these little like weird college stations yeah. and stuff, and I would hear some some stuff that way, so it did require a little bit more digging for me.
0: And for those of you listening, the Rap City that she's referring to is not the same Rap City it is not. that was on BET at the same time, because no. that's what I was watching, yeah. and it was the same situation.
1: Much music Rap City. <laughs> yeah,
0: so I was watching the BET Rap City, but it was YoMTV Raps first, mm-hmm. and that used to come on Friday nights at midnight. <laughs> so you would get an hour of hip-hop videos on a Friday night at midnight once a week, and then it extended to an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, And then they started doing the Daily Show Monday through Friday at like 4 o'clock or whatever. That was hosted by Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, who actually hosted the 95 Source Awards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not producer Dr. Dre, DJ Dr. Dre, the big dude. Yeah. Uh, So they hosted the Daily Show and Fab Five. Freddie did the weekly show every week, and then that's when BET came up. Rap City and Mm -hmm. Just started to blow up from there. That leads me to my next question here. Where is hip hop now in terms of like recognition and mainstream and um what are your thoughts on its place in the world right now?
1: Hip hop now to me is is popular music. Yeah. It's pop at this point. I mean yes. there's still you know when you think of pop before you would think of things like Britney Spears mm-hmm. or whatever i don't think pop music necessarily has to have a specific sound pop no, is just it's popular music whatever is right? most popular yeah and so hip hop is and rap r&b it's it's pop music like yeah. you have people like ariana grande who you know her music is kind of you know, in that realm, in a way, Um, you have even, like, Taylor Swift doing, doing like,
0: like... Kendrick Lamar. Yeah,
1: just to try to, I don't know, cool points, whatever you call it. Like, yeah. I mean, these things have always happened in the past where you have, like, rappers do cameos with pop yeah. uh, stars and whatnot. But it is just pop music. Like, everybody yeah. listens to it now. And um I think half of me is just also old in <laughs> <laughs> my feelings about it, where... I just don't think it sounds as good as the music I listen to. And I think that's natural that you always yes. just like your stuff better. Everybody
0: is going to feel that they, their music the is the
1: best. So I definitely think I'm old. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's there's no way around it. I'm old. But I do, in some ways, feel like the music just isn't as good because, and here's my reasons. Okay. I miss the var- I have a couple reasons. I miss the variety, the specific regional sounds. Right. Like, I miss, even though I am I was saying how, like, when I started listening to rap, I was very East Coast. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I said, I loved Warren G. Right. I loved Outkast. Yeah. You know, you hear a DJ premier beat, you know it's him. Yeah. Like, just these, specific, even though he ended up being from Houston, <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah, he made it. this very New York specific sound. But, like, I miss hearing different stuff. Yeah. Right? I can see it. Because now with rap being popular music... And also, I think with music being just more digital, too, yeah, that everything does kind of sound more the same. Like, you don't hear as much regional stuff. I'm sure there's probably someone out there like, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? Yeah. I'm sure people are still doing it.
0: It's not as widespread as it was before. Yeah. Because there was a time when if you sounded like somebody else, that was a bad thing. Yeah. Like, you would literally get clowned for sounding like someone else for all the younger folks that's called biting (laughs) (laughs) whether you take somebody's style somebody's flow uh subject matter the way you dress no matter what it was Mm. you didn't want to be like anybody else Mm -hmm. unless you you're part of your crew like Mm -hmm. it was acceptable for your crew to be that way but other crews couldn't sound like you like NWA couldn't sound like Run DMC. Mm. Run DMC couldn't sound like LL Cool J. Yeah,
1: so even when they were from the same region, you they still sound. had their own style or yeah. sound or something. And yes, there were sort of similar styles, like that sort of like hippity hop kind of <laughs> style. You had that and that really like quick style of rapping. Yeah. And then you had like, um, I can't think of it right now, but there were, you know, there were definitely styles right. that different groups would adhere to. But like, say for example, like, the only reason why Cardi B sounds like New York is because of her accent. Yeah, but not her sound is yeah, not the, like the New
0: York. Content itself yeah. doesn't sound like, like it's a New York.
1: Yeah, type like record. it's not bad. Megan the Stallion and Cardi B to me. Maybe it's the untrained old ear that I have, but it sounds like the same kind of rap, yeah. even though one's from Houston and one's from New York. So you don't really yeah, have
0: like their accents is what differentiates. Yeah.
1: Rather than now. the sound of the music. Yeah. And so I really miss like when you listen to like New York rap. It feels different, and even we've talked about this before. How the music is even made different. New York rap is made to be listened to with headphones on. Right, it sounds different. LA rap, you got to listen to it in a car. You got to listen to the car. The bass sounds different. Same with like when you listen "Hootie Hoo" on Elka's first album. That has to be listened to in a car. Yeah, like it sounds different because it's made for your environment. Right, right, and so things like that. I just don't think happens anymore, or at least not intentionally?
0: No, it's because things are so much more accessible now. Whereas back in the day, you would have to, A, figure out how to get your stuff recorded because you couldn't do it at home. You physically had to go to a studio to record your music. That would cost money uh, to have these cassettes and CDs pressed up. That would cost money to then figure out how and where you're going to sell them. Mm -hmm. That took time and effort. Whereas now, if you have a laptop and a decent microphone, you can put together an album and uh-huh. it could sound good and sell. Whereas there was a lot of legwork, a lot more legwork required back in the 80s and 90s and even in the early 2000s. because uh-huh. uh, There were still a lot more gatekeepers. Uh, there were still people on that. I'm not going to listen to anybody from down south because they all got gold teeth and talk funny. <laughs> so once those do- doors started getting kicked in with... Uh-huh. No limit and cash money and stuff like that. And the internet being a big push as well, that kind of broke down the, the regional walls where, hey, I'm in California, but I like this guy that's making beats in Atlanta. He can just email it to me. I don't have to right. get on a plane and go see him. And then we record it there and all this other stuff. So that broke down a lot of walls. I get what you're saying about. Missing that regionality of music, because yeah. same here. I wish there were still different reason, regions, but mm-hmm. I don't see it ever going back that way. Because like There's going to be the small handfuls of people, like you said, that still, I'm going to make this New York sound. I'm yeah. going to make this LA sound. But as a whole, on a mainstream level, I don't see it going back.
1: And also, I think because it was so much harder to get your music out there. Um, You had to be really good, I think, too. I mean, there was a lot of shitty music then. Let's not pretend that every single album, artist, rapper was great because there was a lot of shitty music then, too. (laughs) I bought a lot of it. (laughs) Me, too. Me, too. (laughs) Especially off the strength of one single or something. Anyway. You know what?
0: No, we're going to get into this. Okay. We're going to tell the people what was going to happen before we did this episode. Okay. We were going to do an episode about the Fugees. And we decided not to. We're gonna go back to it later and possibly do it in the future. But on the point of buying music and ending up with a horrible product, mm. the Fuji's, their first single, it was mediocre. Boof Bath. Didn't really like it. But Vocab. The remix. I didn't know it was a remix at the time. Me either. And Nappy Heads didn't know it was a remix at the time. Mm-hmm. We're getting played on the radio getting played on tv so i bought the album Mm
1: -hmm. thinking
0: that those songs were going to be on it and they weren't
1: and not only were they not on it the album
0: it was terrible it was terrible it
1: literally made me angry to listen to it
0: (laughs) it was so bad so yeah i just wanted to get that off my chest (laughs) so there were there was bad music happening at the time and we had no
1: choice but to learn the hard way by buying
0: it then too yep and you couldn't go out and just say, hey, I'm going to get this digital single for 75 cents. Nope. You had to get off your couch, go to the store and purchase this cassette or CD, mm-hmm. bring it back and listen to it and be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that happened to me way too many times.
1: I mean, I felt that way about Myth and Man's album because the You're All I Need to Get By. Yep, with, it's, it's not on there. It's not on. I had to go and buy the single yep. to get that version. But I mean, the rest of the album was good. The song wasn't the album version isn't bad, but it just, it's just not not what you were expecting. Yeah. So that was very upsetting. So old, (laughs) old heads, y'all
0: understand. Yep. You can relate.
1: But yeah, I definitely I miss the regionality. And I remember we were um, you didn't finish it yet. But I was listening to the uh, This Is Not A Drake podcast. Right. And they were just talking about like Canadian hip hop and stuff. And Cardinal was talking about, you know, his struggles of doing hip hop in Canada too, just it being less recognized here. Yep. And I You know, I wasn't a huge fan of Cardinal, but I liked a lot of his songs and stuff. But what I did like was that he made no effort to try to sound American. Yeah. And not only that, he was very true to his Caribbean, Toronto roots. Mm -hmm. And it's just like you think about how like Drake became like this huge superstar, basically. But he, I mean, now he brings in his little Toronto stuff. But like when he first came out, he didn't sound like a Canadian rapper. He didn't. Right. Um, And I guess, you know, good for him for his success or whatever. But it's almost like even though he became like a bigger artist than Cardinal, it's like I still appreciate the Cardinals. Like I want to make music that sounds like me, not what I think people will like. Yeah. And I missed that about sort of
0: the, the older hip hop of our...
1: Our time.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're never getting those days back, though, unfortunately. Yeah. You just got to listen to that old shit.
1: Listen to that old shit. Oh, speaking <laughs> of listening to that old shit, there is this great Sono station called Hip Hop Archive. Yeah. If you want to understand or hear or reminisce about the regionality of rap, this station is amazing. It is. Because you'll hear something like Crucial Conflicts, Hey in the Middle of the Barn, yep. followed by Method Man, Bring the Pain. Yeah. Followed by some sugar-free... Exactly.
0: (laughs) This station is all over the place.
1: Yes, but it's in a good way, though. It
0: works, because when it comes to hip-hop, you and I have completely different styles that we like. Yeah. But this station brings both of them together, and it doesn't sound forced, and it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it brings... All of it together, and even the songs that maybe I didn't particularly like at the time, it's still nice to hear because it kind of brings the nostalgia of the time back. Like, I didn't listen to a lot of Master P, for example, right? right? But when they put Ice Cream Man on, it's like, (laughs) hey, it's the Ice Cream Man. Like, you just kind of feel nostalgic for the time, even if it wasn't, you know, your favorite song.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so if you have a Sonos, go ahead and check out Hip Hop Archive. This is not an ad, by the way.
1: I wish it. I, if they um, give me some money, I'll make it would into like an ad.
0: It to be an ad, that's cool. But <laughs> Please
1: get in touch. <laughs> this is
0: just something that we both like.
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing I would say is I miss the regionality, but I also think that you can't really recreate the energy of making music for people who are in the margins, right? Like if for yourself as someone who kind of lives in the margins, and for people who also live in the margins. All these new artists, even if they come from, you know, marginalized communities, you're still making music for the masses now, right? Yeah. And so the the energy and the sound is just different when you're making it for yourself and you're making it for people like you versus making it to be a hit. And so I don't... It's kind of like almost like pre-gentrification if that makes sense
0: <laughs> pre-gentrified hip-hop is what yeah, we, we I don't grew know. up on
1: i guess i mean i sound very I old hip-hop that. hip-hop yeah. this is what i'm falling into right i'm not now, gonna but. go that far okay maybe gentrification isn't the right word but yeah. it's when it's, it's like just a, different yeah i think it's like when it's on a smaller scale like think anything in general once it gets popular i think just kind of changes
0: yeah it's, yeah It's definitely not the same as it was when I was a teenager. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I remember when there was a time when you would go into a store and see 10 albums and that Mm -hmm. was it. (laughs) Like you had 10 to 15 artists to choose from. Right. And then the next year, now there's 20. year Mm -hmm. after that, there's 25. And here we are in 2021. Anybody can be a rapper. It doesn't mean that you could be a good one. (laughs) <laughs> but if i wanted to record an album right now i could do it and have mm-hmm. it up on the internet in 20 minutes right
1: and i guess the other thing too where i can't decide if i'm just old and i don't get it anymore or if it really is the quality has gone down is like for example 80s rap i was too young to listen to that but i still appreciate it yeah kid. like i still can hear why it- People liked it. Right. I can understand why, you know, some of these 80s rappers are considered, you know, godfathers of rap, blah, blah, blah. But I can't seem to, like, I listen to the rap of today and I'm like, do these kids today really feel the same way we felt when we heard, you know, Illmatic for the first time? When I'm we sure. Heard? Like, it's just, to me, I'm like, how? <laughs> but then yeah. I just chalk it up to, like, I just, I'm too old now. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's not for me. It's
0: definitely not for me. But I'm not going to say that it's bad or anything Mm -hmm. because again, there was music at the time that I didn't like either. Mm. So it things just change. Maybe it's just like
1: the popularity and the less, less gatekeeping has led to also oversaturation that there's just so much to weed through.
0: Yeah. That's the biggest issue is there's too much to kind of weed through, but I let, Twitter do that for me. <laughs> so, yeah, because
1: it's not like there isn't stuff today or in the last 10 years that I don't like. Yeah, it's there's just...
0: a lot of stuff from quote unquote young rappers mm-hmm. that shouldn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But I listened to it like YBN Cordae. I wasn't going to give him a shot just because <laughs> his name is YBN Cordae. <laughs> but I listened to the album. It was like, oh, this is something I can get into. Yeah. And I was just going to judge him based off his, his name. And I would have been wrong. Uh, Same thing with uh, who else did I listen to? The Baby. The Baby, by all accounts, is something that I shouldn't be into. Mm -hmm. But here I am dancing like the Jabberwockies when it comes on.
1: Yeah, when I saw the video for Bop, I was like, you know what? I could get into this. So I was like, let me check out the album. And I was like, hey, maybe I'm not so old after all. Yeah,
0: so there's (laughs) definitely a a lot of younger artists that... I'm into, but the issue I have with it is there's a lot of people that sound like more popular artists mm-hmm. instead of being themselves, mm-hmm. which just goes back to what we were saying earlier, that everything just sounds the same. Whereas you take a popular artist like Drake and people want to emulate what he's doing mm-hmm. rather than doing what they should be doing right. or the Migos doing that triplet flow that they do instead of other people taking that and trying to add to it. They basically just do that, do that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And use the same exact producer. So that l- tends to have things sounding the same. Again, there are younger artists that I like. I like Sweetie. There you go. <laughs> you like <laughs> That's sweetie. my type. That's my type. <laughs> <laughs> so there are definitely younger artists that I like. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say everything sucks. I'm not going to be the get off yeah. my lawn dude yet.
1: I think also there's sort of like emotional attachment to it because a lot of the stuff we were listening to when we were young yeah because like even the newer stuff that i like there's really no emotional attachment to it there's no i don't no feelings about it other than oh this is pleasing to my ear
0: yeah (laughs) i'll listen to it and then move on to the next
1: whereas the stuff that i grew up on there's like there's some kind of, like, memories or some, yeah. some kind of emotions. It takes you that, back
0: to a, a specific place in time.
1: Yeah, or even just a feeling or a mood. Especially, I think, for me, listening to hip-hop music, you know how I was saying about, like, making music for people in the margins. Even though I was, you know, this girl growing up in the suburbs, I felt very, you know, marginalized where I grew up. And so listening to the music kind of, like, I leaned into that. I'm an outcast, right. so I'm going to, like, just lean into that. And yeah. I think... Listening to that music, even if it wasn't like something I could relate to directly, made me feel belonging in some way of like belonging to
0: an outside group. Like we were talking about yesterday, as a matter of fact, when it comes to music, technology, life in general, we're in a really unique position Mm. in our age group. Because we know what things were like before the internet. Before and after the internet. So we've <laughs> watched and been a part of the internet growing up. Uh, these different technological things that have changed when you had to have your phone plugged into the wall. And, and also now, just
1: not having it, period. Or not for, even having From going phone. from not having it at all.
0: To now having a small computer to, in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so we're in a weird position where we know what life is like on both ends. Right. Where there's younger people who don't know about our previous life and yeah. people older than us who don't know what these younger people know. Right. So we're just kind of the bridge in between. And that's with pretty much everything. So it's a unique position to be in. We mm-hmm. see it from all angles. And I like being in that spot.
1: Me too. Except for these sore knees.
0: <laughs> well, you can't do anything about those. Songs. Get you some icy hot patches, and that's pretty much. Yeah, it Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm an old head. Hip hop, hip hop, that's my era. It is.
0: She's a baggy hoodie Timberlands kind of guy. G funk era. Yes, that picture might have to surface one day, but she okay, does have small a, story time. A T-shirt. Yes.
1: I had a t-shirt specifically made that said G-Funk era on it.
0: (laughs) She sure did. I went into a
1: t-shirt shop and said, this is what I want. And of course I chose that font, you know, the embellished, I don't know what to call it. Uh, type of font.
0: We'll just put up the picture so you guys can. <laughs> maybe, see. maybe. Okay, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there are no promises. We'll. I'll try and convince her to post a post.
1: As much as I was all Wu Tang, Wu Tang, <laughs> I was also G-Funk era. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had a t-shirt
0: specifically made because. That's what I liked. It seemed like the thing to do in
1: 1996. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Might have been 94, 95. I 94, don't know. 94, 95,
0: 90-ish. 96. Somewhere, 90-ish. Somewhere in that mix. <laughs> yep. You had a G-Funk era t-shirt. Sure did. And it took me a couple years to finally get to see this photo. So if we do get a chance to post it, consider yourselves <laughs> lucky. All right, that sounds like a good place to end this episode. Thank you for listening again. Uh, Is there anything you want to tell the people about our next episode?
1: I do. We're going to try something a little different by letting you all know who we'll be talking about in our next episode. Who's that? Drum roll, please lorenz tate okay you can get ready by watching some of the movies we'll be watching as we prep for the next episode so we'll be revisiting some of our favorites like menace to society love jones dead presidents why Do Fools Fall in Love and The Inkwell. Most of these movies we had to rent because, again, we didn't want to go into our storage and dig for DVDs. I uh, know you're probably tired of hearing it. I know. One day we'll have to go into that storage. But anyways, we also found a couple of movies that were available on various streaming services that were included with these services. So we also watched Love Come Down. Deuces and crash test and beta test yes also we found eight of the 10 episodes of the short lived tv series south central on youtube mr tate has been staying booked and busy since he was a kid so there is a lot to go through so we probably won't get through everything but we'll try our best
0: Thanks again for checking us out. Uh, we appreciate all the support. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on your service of choice. So when new episodes come out, we get dropped in your phones like that YouTube album a couple years ago. Uh, also, if you get a chance, leave us a review if you're so inclined. You know, that helps us out, too. For every episode, we do playlists on Spotify. So if you want to check those out, you can just by searching the title of the episode or Troy Podcast. Also, if you want to interact with us on the internet, you can hit us up on the Bird, at Troy Podcast, on the Gram, at Troy Podcast. Check us out at our website, TroyPodcast.com. Shoot us a DM. Slide in there. <laughs> Communicate with us. We don't bite. On that note, see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.